Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Now, today's show is something for everyone in the sense that this was a question, the topic of today's show was a question, probably the number one question we get primarily from our YouTube channel, and it's from new agents. A lot of agents are asking how to be successful in the first 90 days in real estate. Now, we've done um, a lot of content on this particular topic, but it occurred to Julie and I when we were thinking about how to present this in a fresh way. How can we make this for all agents listening? We have you know tens of thousands of you that listen to this show every single day. So that let's say, for example, maybe you are a new agent. This is going to be a great 90-day massive action plan. How about this? Maybe you're an agent that's not new. You've been in real estate for a while, but you need a 90-day massive action plan so that you can actually you know take your business to the next level. Some of you have had delayed starts this year in your businesses. Some of you had delayed springs. This has been a weird year for a lot of you. I get it. So use this information as intended and uh, realize that this could very well be your roadmap for your next 90 days, even though primarily it's going to be geared towards helping new agents. And again, as you always do, and we sincerely appreciate it, share this podcast with as many different agents as you possibly can. And thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And I want to start out by thanking all of you that have joined Premier Coaching uh, in the last six months, we've had literally thousands of you have joined Premier Coaching. And Premier Coaching, from what we've been told, is now the number one real estate coaching program for realtors in the United States. So why is that? It's because all of you are looking for direct, you know, essentially action-oriented BS fluff-free information about what you can do now to help people make money. And that is what Premier Coaching is all about. It's your A to Z system to build your real estate business because of this market. And the best part is, perhaps the best part is, I should say, is you can join right now for free. It's easy. Just scroll down in the description of today's show um, or, you know, if you're listening on iTunes or one of the billions of different podcast listening widgets we're broadcasting on every single day or over on YouTube, just scroll down and just click in the description, join Premier Coaching now for free. And yes, that does include a daily semi-private coaching call. You love our podcast. We know you do. Now take the next natural step and join Premier Coaching. And like I said, we've made it super simple for you to say yes and take action now because you can join now for free. So just scroll down now and click the link. So Julie, let's jump in. We've got a lot of ground to cover today. Yes, that's right. And if you happen to be listening to this podcast and have not actually taken your real estate exam yet, refer to our short video about how to pass the first time you can find that easily on YouTube, and I think it'll be in the show notes as well. Yeah, there's actually three videos on that mm -hmm. that you did. No excuses. Pass no it the first time. Right. Okay, so this is your 90-day massive action plan. Whether you are about to get licensed, just got licensed yesterday, or had failure to launch, or maybe you're returning to a new market, any of that applies. It's for all of you. So, Julie, here's what I want to do. Let's go through these points quick, and then mm -hmm. what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to use your notes as the show description because I think this information could be printed out, you know, cut sure. and pasted and printed out and used by everyone as an actual 90-day massive action plan. I, that was as intended, right? Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through these points quick. But again, you can reference the notes, the descriptions uh, below. 
in the description of the show today and you just use it as intended. And you will see that Julie pretty much and I use our script pretty much verbatim every single day when we're doing the podcast. So without any further delay, point, yes. num point, point number one, and this is the most important point. You make that you absolutely positively have to choose your broker wisely. You know, your broker uh, at the end of the day can have the most and the greatest impact on the success in your real estate business. Why? Because there are a lot of brokers out there that have not been in the real estate brokerage or team leading business for very long. And if they've not been in the business for at least 15 years and have not been through at least a couple, you know, if not a few real estate, let's call them recessions, you're probably not choosing wisely because most brokers are never, if they've only been brokering or let alone selling real estate for 15 years or less, they don't know how to adjust to this new market. So if you choose a broker that's, you know, frankly, not knowing how to position property, a property is uh, correctly in this market, get them sold, teach you how to get listings, all the rest of it. If their uh, best advice to you is buy buyer leads and join a team and work on your brand, chances are you're dealing with one of these new age type brokers that does not have the depth and breadth of experience that you're going to need for this market. So you've got to be really, really careful that you choose your real estate brokerage environment correctly because if you don't, you will find yourself not ever, you won't have to worry about ever getting off track because you never will be on track True. and you won't know why. And ultimately what all these points are designed to do is help you to say, help to save you, frankly, from a lot of wasted time and effort. Point number two, Julie. Point number two, commit to earning while you learn and be learning all the time. You don't have to be perfect to be productive. You must take action from day one in order to build your skills quickly. The best people to role play with are the actual prospects with actual homes to sell. So getting ready to get started has to end today. Commit to earning while you learn. Point number three, and brokers, you guys can use this as your checklist for your training, team leaders, et cetera. Well, let's really drill down on what point number two is all about. Sure. Point number two is do not think you have to get everything perfect before you actually go out there and start helping people and making money. Do not think, well, I have to learn Tim and Julie's you know, uh, open house system exactly before I do an open house. Nope, that is not at all what we're saying. I have to learn exactly and role play till the cows come home, the expired script and how to pre-qualify before I actually start calling expires. Nope, that is not at all what we're saying. What Julie is saying, and this is true in any market, but especially in this market, you've got to learn on the job. Do not think you're going to learn it all and then get to work because you will run out of time. You're going to run out of money. You're going to run out of motivation and eventually you're going to run out of the business. So do not think that you have to learn it all before you get to work. The best place to learn is on the job. Point number three. Point number three, create your sphere of influence, sometimes called center of influence, SOI or COI, and expand it daily. Who is your center of influence? These are all the people you already know. Use your smartphone contacts to create your database. Talk about real estate all the time with everyone and learn the Ford memory jogger. Internalize it and use it all the time. That's family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. For your talking points, we've done dedicated podcasts on that, how to actually be having real estate conversations. And I have to say, Julie, every time we talk about that, essentially how to you know talk with people yes. um, in a non-confrontational or non-overly salesy way, people love the, those podcasts and that training on our premier coaching yes, program. we did a most. couple of those last week, actually. Well, you know, that because when someone acknowledges the fact that the problem is, is that they feel uncomfortable uh, seeing themselves and being a real estate salesperson, especially amongst their centers of influence and past clients, when you come to that, when you have that light bulb go off in your, in your head, that epiphany, that's an enormous, that's a potentially enormous breakthrough for you. 
because on the other side of that, you're going to realize that you can be your, uh, you know, yourself being a real estate salesperson amongst your centers of influence and past clients and all the rest of it. And you can do it incredibly effectively once you have the scripts to, uh, you know what to say and how to say it. Um, and what we do is we teach you in Premier Coaching what to say. We teach you to, and all of our scripts are certainly not very salesy. They're designed to be conversational. Mm -hmm. And by the way, all of a script is at the end of the day, it's just a conversation that is uh, directed through a series of questions. So with that in mind, point number four. Point number four, understand what actually makes you money in real estate and spend 90% of your time on those activities. That just makes sense. Proactive lead generation, furiously fast lead follow-up, pre-qualifying using a proven script, presenting, negotiating, and closing. The most important actions on this list are proactively generating leads and following up immediately, pre-qualifying and presenting in such a way that you actually win the business. Now you can hire somebody to process your transactions when you're consistently generating closings. But if you had to choose one thing, all things, all roads lead back to being a proactive lead generator because if you have no leads, you have no follow-up to do. You have no pre-qualifying, no presenting, negotiating, or closing. And what is proactive lead generation? That is where you are generating your own leads uh, by you know, essentially having conversations with folks about buying or selling real estate and you are not buying your leads. The buying lead phenomena or the buying lead mega trend is coming to an end. And the teams and the brokerages that were predicated were built on buying leads. They're most likely going to have to readjust to this new market. And look, they can. If you're a big team leader or you're a broker and you're listening to us maybe for the first time and your back is against the wall, your cash flow isn't flowing and you're not knowing what to do, well, guess what? I'll give you guys a little secret. You've been successful in the past. You can be successful in the future. You just have to adjust with, uh, to what this market's willing to give and stop trying to make this new market similar to the old market in which those things may have marginally worked for you. And again, the big takeaway is if you've been successful in the past at a high level, you will be successful in the future. Stop procrastinating your future success by trying to make old ideas work because frankly, again, new market, new opportunities, new rules, you got to adjust. Point number five. Point number five, understand the spokes in the wheel model. And we'll get into that in a second. I'll have you explain that in just a second. Choose your lead generation spokes wisely and work on them daily. Focus mainly on people who clearly have the desire to sell their homes and supplement with regular communication to your database. We're gonna give you our favorite list of spokes which everyone listening can utilize. Don't just choose one and be a one-spoke wonder. Instead, work multiple spokes to ensure your success. And before we get to our recommended spokes, I'll have you describe the spokes in the wheel. It's very simple. More spokes on your wheel, the stronger the wheel is going to be. You guys get that. So if you can just visualize what most agents have, best case scenarios, they have one spoke on their wheel. That's typically centers of influence and past clients. That's what all of you are told to get to do first when you get into real estate. There's not That is something that you never just do and it's done. You're always doing it. But the fallacy in believing that you can have a, a model that a uh, business that's based on past, uh, uh, past clients and centers of influence as your primary and only lead generation source, it, when the market starts to change, those people are the first ones that generally are speaking. Agents are the first ones that are, you know, they're the ones that are suffering the most. So do not just build your business based on the one spoke of centers of influence and past client marketing. Again, because in a market adjustment, those are the agents that generally uh, suffer the most and they haven't learned to develop other spokes. So the more spokes on your wheel, the stronger your wheel is. The first spoke we do suggest you add is, of course, centers of influence and past clients, but you always are adding to that list. You're always evolving it. 
And then beyond that, there's some other things as well. And another little advanced coaching tip, don't bounce from spoke to spoke to spoke. This is not permission from Julie and I to start uh, chasing shiny objects. And all the spokes that we suggest are the ones that you actually are creating for yourself from proactive lead generation. And the essence of it is, remember, you do not build your mansion on land you do not own. Have that visualization in your head. Here you are spending a lifetime building this big house on, and you're you know spending all your money and all your time to build this amazing house. And then one day you remember that the land the house is built on, you do not own. And the owner of that land decides that they want the land back. You not only obviously lose the house, you lose all the money and the time you, that went into building the house. That is the problem with agents that build their businesses on land that you know they do not own. You guys get the analogy. Uh, and a lot of you are tempted to do the same thing when you're buying your business. Don't make that mistake. And it's markets like this where that warning that Julie and I have been throwing out there for the last 20 years, where it really proves out because a lot of the sources that you're buying those leads from, they're out of business or frankly, you're still buying those leads, but the lead quality, especially bought buyer leads, for those of you who are doing it, it you, there's nothing wrong with you necessarily. The leads that you're now paying for are the lowest quality leads we've ever seen in the 15 years we've been in the business, really putting a nail in the coffin of the idea of buying buyer leads if you want to scale a business. That's right. So what are the recommended spokes in your lead generation wheel? Now, these are just our favorite six or seven. We teach more than 20 in Premier Coaching, and many of them don't cost you a red cent. Actually, we have, you know, we did a podcast series the, what, two weeks ago, mm -hmm. where we didn't even get through all of them. Nope. That was the top 30 ways to proactively lead generate uh, seller leads, uh, seller listings, and none of them were, none of our suggestions uh, revolved around buying a lead. No yeah. referral fees for any of the 30 plus suggestions. The list is waiting for you on Premier Coaching. That's right. So our top suggestions, of course, start with your center of influence. These are the people already in your database, most likely to transact with you first, some of our newer agents listening. Open houses, absolutely hot lead generators in today's market, especially, and we did podcasts dedicated to that as well. Just recently, go back to mm -hmm. like last week and you guys will find the uh, podcast we did on open houses. Yes, unrepresented owners. Those are for sale by owners or FISBOs. They are handing you their phone number and have a for sale sign already in their yard. That's an obvious source. Expireds, older expireds, withdrawn and temporarily off the market listings. They clearly want to sell. Many of them have to sell and they have shown you that they're willing to list. Advanced coaching, uh, two-year-old expireds, anything that happened, maybe a little bit more than two years now, anything happened over COVID, gold mine, a lot of those yep. sellers are still wanting to sell. And you don't even have to do a price reduction. Okay, uh, door knocking, especially for your buyers with specific needs on specific types of homes and neighborhoods. New build salespeople who can refer you to prospects who have to sell their listing home, their existing homes. And here's the thing, as you mentioned before, don't bounce from spoke to spoke. Do all of the above, not some or one. Don't sample, don't try it out. You know, some of you door knocked one for sale by owner. It didn't go well for you. So you just decided that wasn't for you. That's not implementing a spoke. That's trying something out. And I really want to drill down on this because it's incredibly important. I realize Julie and I have seen all of these Branding marketing companies that will tell you to mail a FISBO, yes. mail an expired, email, follow them on social. Let everyone else that has no sales skills and it's afraid of actually having a direct conversation do all those passive things. You're going to be the agent that has the, pro the proactive direct conversation with that potential seller for you and you're going to win. Even if, going back to the second point, you're not that great at the script and you're not that great at pre-qualifying. 
you show up, you have energy and enthusiasm, and you're looking professional. The very fact that you're there and you're or on the phone and you're having that conversation with the seller, that's going to get you so close to the end zone that you cannot possibly believe it because everyone else, most all your, essentially everyone that's been in the business the last 15 years or less, everything that's been taught to real estate agents is passive. And so when you're actually having a proactive, direct conversation with a potential client, you're going to almost always win because you're going to have no competition. Exactly. Point number six, commit to profitability. Don't blow your money on the three worst Bs, buying buyer leads, building your brand, or building a team. You don't actually need to do any of those things to be successful and especially to be profitable. Anything more? We kind of talked about that before. Well, we talk, we all I, the time. You guys got to be thinking in terms of without you know getting on our soapbox, but you have to be thinking in terms of what's going to put you in a position to help people and make money the quickest. Because there are people out there that want to transact now, and if you're buying buyer leads, those definitely aren't going to be the the best quality leads as we've already talked about. Building a brand is same as marketing and advertising. It's all the same thing. That obviously isn't going to generate you business anytime soon. That's the reason the brand building marketing types will never uh, address the you know logical concern all of you will have is you know, after I create the, all this marketing and branding, how soon until I actually have a closed transaction? Well, the answer is probably never or so far into the future that you will be out of the business by then because you won't have created any cash flow for yourself. That's the problem with all of this stuff, especially in this market. That's the reason that Julie and I and all of our coaches always focus on putting you in a position to help people make money now, not into the future. Not you. Look, you can do the marketing, the branding, and all the rest of this stuff if you choose to. After you've learned how to be a proactive lead generator, you've got to transact now. You've got to make money now. There are deals out there to be done. And because there is this huge lack of skill out there right now, you will have a hell of a lot less competition than you might think you have when it comes to having those proactive conversations. That is very true. Point number seven, pay yourself first. Now, this is not just for newbies. We have these conversations with some of our grizzled veterans that have been at it for 10 or 15 or 20 years. Pay yourself first. That means put 10% into a dedicated savings account, 20% to your tax account, more if you're in a higher tax state, and the rest to your operations account. Now, save more if possible right from the beginning, from your first transaction, or if this is your hard reset button, right from your next transaction. Do not mix these accounts, and you can refer to our podcast series about wealth building. And this is, again, this is something we talk about a lot. This is the backbone of one of our principles of our coaching organization, and that is your product of your real estate business, by the way, any business, is profit. Your product is profit. Yes, you have to have happy customers. Yes, you have to sell houses. Yes, all those you know, things are true. But at the end of the day, if you're not making profit from your business, you're running a nonprofit business involuntarily, and you won't be in business for long. So you're going to have to flip everything uh, and put it in reverse. Most people... Um, especially in real estate, they don't intentionally focus on their profit. What they'll do is they'll keep whatever is left mm -hmm. and that's what they'll consider profit, which means there's virtually no chance they're ever going to save anything because there's never anything left because there's always something else to spend your money on. You have to intentionally force yourself, in some cases painfully force yourself, to pay yourself first and then over time, and in, sometimes it's a long time, but over time you will start accumulating um, more and more money to which you then can invest in other things which will create passive income for yourself. That is a path that all of you can follow. That is, look, after you've had a long career and you've had lots of awards and accolades and pats in the back and the rest of it, what are you really going to have to show for your career in real estate or really anything, any entrepreneurial venture? It's going to be the 
the uh, essentially the passive income you created from the profit that you generated and pulled out of your business. Your real estate business, most businesses, what they really are designed to be are ATM machines. Your real estate business doesn't have any value. Nobody's going to buy it from you. Your business's point is to produce profit and then from that profit, you then reinvest it. Buy, you know, obviously real estate's a home run. You're already in the business. Buy other things that are going to produce income for yourself. That's how, that is the point of having any business. A lot of you, and it's very easy to do, believe that you're going to sell your business and that's going to be your big, you know, your big financial exit. That's going to create the financial, um, you know, peace and security for you. It doesn't work that way. You have to actually force it to happen. Lots of podcasts, lots of coaching and premier coaching. And we talk about this a lot in our book, Harris Rules, as well. I realize we're the only ones in the industry that are telling you this. And the reason we're telling you this is because we have seen in this industry, this industry chews people up and spits them out faster than anything I've ever seen before. And why? It's because agents are told to blow every damn cent they have on branding, on marketing, on team building, on all these other shiny objects. And no one ever is taking the time just to share with you guys how to actually save money and become rich. And rich is merely where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, where you can wake up one day sooner than you might think and actually be financially free. That's right. So you can't do that if you're not already putting 10% off the top minimum into your savings from the get-go. All right, point number eight, answer your phone. This is such a huge, such a simple and such a huge point. Answer your phone when it rings. If it goes to voicemail, call people back as quickly as humanly possible. Even if that's to tell them you're about to be on an appointment and you'll call them at a certain time. Lack of communication is always the number one complaint that real estate clients and prospects have. When they don't hear from you, they are not thinking good things. If they don't hear from you, they think you're too busy. They think they're being blown off. The worst thing in the world is when somebody calls you or calls you back and your voicemail's full. They can't even leave you a message. It's terrible. I will say, though, a lot of younger folks, and by younger, I mean probably 35 and younger, they're going to be, they're going to see a text as the same as a phone call. And I, and I, I accept that. I believe that a lot of you are sure. going to be able to communicate on equal footing, both in verbal and in text. But I will suggest to you, especially if you're younger, learn how to communicate verbally because that will give you an unfair advantage when it comes to those who only know how to communicate via text. 100%. The problem with text conversations is obviously you lose a lot of the ability to build rapport and feel connected and all the rest of it because textual-based conversations are generally speaking a little bit, you know, you guys understand, a lot of emojis and that's about it. So do always lean back into the fact that the thing that people want the most, you want the most, is direct eye-to-eye, belly-to-belly, or at least voice-to-voice communication. And all this digital stuff, it just filters away the effectiveness of being able to communicate. And again, that is going to be the differentiator for all agents, especially during a changing market like this. If you want to know how to make yourself different, I just told you, learn how to have direct conversations. I, you know, follow scripts. Conversations are, or scripts are nothing other than a series of questions that are designed to lead that, you know, buyer, that seller, to the natural decision of using you as their real estate professional. Learn to have energy and enthusiasm. Learn to be efficient um, you know, and really quick, as Julie just said, furiously fast when it comes to your lead follow-up. These simple, basic, intuitive things are the thing that this market will reward. Exactly. Especially when AI comes, you know, and has a little bit less human effect to that. Be yep. the one who has real conversations. I mean, but just think about what you just said, because a lot of agents now are not necessarily using an AGI, certainly not, but AI. 
And they don't, they're leaning into all these digital forms of communication, mm -hmm. but it's all the same. It feels like, I mean, anytime you, you were calling FedEx this morning, it was one <laughs> sort of automated bot after another, after another, mm -hmm. after another. I called Apple because my iPhone crashed and I was talking with a direct person, no AI bots. The interface I had with that person, and I put it on speaker so you could it hear. It was really great. It was totally and completely different. Impressive. You, you want to, Apple's a trillion dollar company. They could afford to launch the best AIs out there. If Apple itself is using real humans to deal with people like me, don't you think you should too? Don't you think if there was a company that knew how to leverage technology to essentially delegate actual conversations, they would have done it? They know how to have conversations. And I'll point this out to you guys too, because this always makes me laugh. The people that are trying to sell you stuff in your real estate business, yes, they email you. But have you ever noticed they do all their sales from calling? Have you ever noticed that everything yep. they're doing is trying to lead back to a phone conversation? Shouldn't that be a little light bulb that goes off in your head that you should be doing the same thing? I can just see on listing presentations, the script becoming, you don't want to be delegated to their AI, do you? Well, exactly, right? right? <laughs> because you know that's coming. All right. Totally. Point number nine, focus, speaking of listings, focus on being a listing agent. Listings produce leads, lots of leads, other listing leads, buyer leads, but buyers don't generally. In fact, buyers themselves may not even close. Sellers have to sell, but buyers never actually have to buy. That's a huge point. We're going to say that again. There are... Droves of reasons why you can have a seller that has to sell. Julie and I are going to brainstorm right now. Ready? Go. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Divorce. Yep. Death. Probate is related to that. Relocation. Um, you know, haven't seen the second floor in 20 years and they okay. want to get rid of their house. Lots of baby boomer downsizers right now. They can't go upstairs. They're in contract in a new construction can't home. Can't afford or, it. Or a resale home. They can't own uh, two homes at once. There, again, we can get into the weeds, but there are droves of reasons why sellers actually have to sell. Have to sell. And in other words, the option to not liquidate the property is, it's not there. They have to sell the property. And they don't have to qualify in the same way that a buyer does. Exactly. Now, I want you to think about a buyer. You guys give me a single example of a buyer that has to buy. Okay. There is no such thing. I'll just save you the effort. There's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy. And if you've been in the business for more than five seconds, you will inevitably run across a few buyers by now who showed up in your life, who you thought for sure were going to buy a house from you. And, and thank gosh, you're now going to have cash flow in 60 to 90 days. And then something happened, something really, you know, silly. They decided to wait till next year for unknown reasons. They watched something or read something on Facebook that made them not want to buy real estate. Interest rates went up or went down, or they're worried about politics, or they're worried about their job. They or, don't like what they can afford in their price range. It, 100%. All these different reasons. Buyers will constantly take themselves out of the market, especially where there's any sort of headwind. That is the problem when you build a buyer-based business. Again, this is incredibly important that you get this in your head. And all of you are going to come to this, you know, whether you've been in the business for a while, whether you're a new agent, you're going to mostly think that buyers are going to be easier than working with sellers. And it's true because working with buyers is physical labor. Working with sellers is mental labor. But in this market where all the fear of missing out is gone, where it's harder to qualify for a mortgage, where all the rules have changed just in the last two years, 
you're not going to have as much success working out, working with buyers as you will focusing on becoming a listing agent. And because, put all these thoughts together, guys, because virtually all of the agents, all of the brokers that have only been in the business for 15 years or less, which is a long damn time, mm -hmm. but most of them have only been in the business for five years or less, they have only known to buy buyer leads. There's brokerages and there's teams that have only known how to buy buyer leads. And by the way, pay huge amounts of money for their listing referrals as well. So you've got it, then accept the fact that those business models are going to be under an immense amount of stress. And in many cases, they're not going to work out. So you have to go the opposite direction. Learn how to be a proactive lead generator. Even if you just got a license, focus on becoming a listing agent right away. Yes, of course, pick up some buyers and do some open houses and things like that. But put your best interests and in all of your professional goals and motivation towards becoming a powerful listing agent. When you have listings, you have leverage. If you don't have listings, the buyers are leveraging you. So be very clear about that. What will eventually happen again to all of you is you will um, listen to this podcast. You'll remember point number nine, and you're going to say sometime in the future, probably the next three or four months, you wish you would have focused more on becoming a listing agent. That means you're going to have to learn skills. That means you're going to have to learn to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. That means you're going to have to become the best version of yourself as a real estate professional. But guess what? You can do it. So do not delay. Join Premier Coaching. Scroll down. The link is in the description. We, of course, show you guys how to market and brand and build your team and work with buyers. But the heart and soul of our coaching program is always focused on helping you guys become powerful listing agents because we know that's where you're going to create the most leverage and the most freedom for yourself. Point number 10, always say, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that, even if you're not sure how to do it right now. So even, then you can get help if you need it. Even if you don't want to do it. How about <laughs> that? Even if it's not your pleasure to help them, say, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that. Yes. Always say that. You can only build your skills and by earning while you learn. So don't say no to opportunities when you can say yes. You can always partner with or refer the transaction to another agent if something is just way too far out of your wheelhouse, but don't say no. Now, this is why our coaches are there ready every single day to help you. Many times they'll connect you with another agent in your market. They'll connect you maybe with a commercial agent. Ask for help. Instead of saying, no, I don't do this. I don't do that. I don't work with first-time buyers. I don't work with luxury. I'm not familiar with commercial. You cannot say, I don't do leases. For the next 90 days, you cannot say no. Okay? You have to play the yes game. See what right? happens. Play the yes game professionally. So anytime anyone asks you to do anything, just say yes. Stop saying no. Every time you say no, you don't know what you're saying no to. Julie, can you list farmland? Yes. Julie, can you uh, list a, a you know a unit in a building? Yes. Julie, can you list a double wide? Yes. Julie, can you list a blah, 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 blah? Yes, 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 yes. Always say yes and then figure it out. That's right. And if you can't figure it out on your own, that's why we have Premier Coaching, which is point number 11. Get involved. You can follow the link in the description or just go to premiercoaching.com and sign up today for free. That's right. Guys, this is a very concise version of our longer form 90-day massive action plan, which is, is that what it's called, Julian, the first level? Yes. Okay. So on the first level, describe it to them what it is. And we also have a survival plan. So if you're literally like on your last nickel wanting to go to the next deal and it's like do or die in 30 days, that's the survival plan. But most agents use the 90-day massive action plan, then they do another one quarterly and quarterly. What is the 90-day so massive action plan? So what did they plan? get? A lot of these points, this is the structure, but you get a schedule, you get scripts, you get uh, a lot of coaching goes along with that, your plan. So basically it's telling you what to do every single day 
for the next 90 days and it's telling you what to do and you just follow the instructions that are in the 90 day massive action plan. The other thing that Julie was talking about is if you are in a financial hardship place right now and you need to make money urgently, there's that plan that's waiting for you as well. You get both those plans when you join Premier Coaching and you can join Premier Coaching for free. Just scroll down, click the link or just go to premiercoaching.com. Listen, in this market, it is definitely going to be more challenging if you do not isolate those who are having influence on you. You're going to have to be hyper aware that the amount of negativity that's in not just the real estate industry, but really everywhere you look right now, as at a fevered pitch, for some reason, people are loving the bad news. You can make more money now because everyone else is in a sort of you know, survival mode or fear or panic mode. We're seeing it everywhere with everything. It's almost impossible to have a conversation with anybody about anything where they're not bringing in some sort of pessimistic bent to it. And that to me tells me and should tell you that this is an amazing opportunity to make money. And Julie and I were talking when um, the real estate market crashed back in 2007, 2008, 2009. We started buying real estate. We were buying real estate when the news on, I remember on CNBC, was so bad about real estate. There were, uh, you know, conversations about the government's going to some sort of, you know, somehow take over all the houses that are in foreclosure. Some of you might remember this and make them into sort of government subsidized housing. In other words, there's going to be some sort of big government takeover of residential real estate. So anybody that was in default on a, you know, government-backed mortgage, the government was uh, not just going to put it for sale. They were going to somehow take over the house and make it into subsidized housing and basically. And all these different sort of socialistic doomsday conversations about real estate. They're the all, American dream was over. Exactly. People yeah. were saying that. Well, now that the American dream of owning a home is over, now what are we going to focus on? That's when all these um, uh, VRBO type companies and, oh, let's share a car. Oh, let's share this. Let's share that. Let's share a dog. Do you remember the pet sharing thing? I do. That's when the sharing economy <laughs> stuff started to take yeah. off. All right. So we've been here before. We've done this before. And let me tell you, it always goes back to people wanting to own their own home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sort of like uh, it's, it's hardwired into all of us to want to own a home, at least one. So you're going to have to remember that, that when, they, when people, it's the old Baron von Rothschild quote, right? When there's blood on the streets, buy real estate. And in his case, he meant that literally. I don't mean that literally, no. but you're getting the point. We're going to, we're getting to the point where the, and again, I don't, Julie and I are 100% confident there's not going to be a real, a real estate crash that's created by the real estate industry. Who knows? There could be a black swan. But overall, what we're seeing is when people are acting in the industry so pessimistic, you've got to be optimistic. You've got to use this opportunity to learn to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And then you'll start seizing the market because I've got good news for you guys. Great news for all of you. Since the dawn of humanity, there has never been a time where things have not gotten over time significantly better. In just um, the last 10 years, virtually all aspects of your life have gotten significantly better. In the last 20, 30, 50, 100 years, every aspect of being a human has gotten significantly better. Just think about that. Think back when you're looking at those black and white pictures. Well, there was life even before black and white pictures. Think back before there, you know, when people were running around living in caves. Every aspect of humanity gets better over time. Sometimes it's a short period of time. Other times it takes, you know, a decade or two decades. But the point being, things always improve. I don't know why, and I really, I honestly don't know why, some people like to be, they like to, you know, bathe in the doom and the gloom. They like to believe there's some sort of dystopian future ahead for all of us. That's always been there. I'm 53. I never remember a time when there's been this much uh, addiction 
to the doom and gloom or to people being pessimistic. It's baked in. Maybe it's political. It probably is. I mean, obviously, people are a hell of a lot easier to control when they're being fearful. That makes sense to me that that's probably what's going on. A lot of things in alignment to make people fearful that because when you're fearful, you have a tendency to be more easily controlled and you want to be more dependent. That's not a political statement. It's just a biological imperative of humans, basically. But over time, every aspect of your life has gotten better. Over time, every aspect of your life will get better. Act as if we're now on the other side of this. Act as if it's in the future and everyone is bouncing off the walls because things feel so buoyant. Act as if you're the person who did what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level during this time. That way, during that time, the future version of you is going to be looking back at the current present version of you and saying, damn, Bob had his act together. <laughs> Thank you, past Bob. That's right. But I have to say, and I have a lot of reports from our coaching clients and our coaches, this, this market absolutely is rewarding the proactive. Definitely. The skilled agents are pulling away faster than we've seen them do before, and the up-and-coming agents who are getting their skills on are getting rewarded faster than they have before. But the agents that are reveling in complacency and being dragged down by the negativity of the news, I think that the negative thing that you were uh, talking about is just a reinforcement of complacency, and those agents don't last. So hopefully none of our listeners, we don't want you guys to be real estate roadkill. Get your skills going because you will get near immediate results. I see it every day. When Julie and I got into real estate, the market, uh, the interest rates were at 7%. And this was in the 90s. And we were selling in what not it was definitely not a great market. A market very similar to this, I have to say. Well, I would say even a tougher market. I would too because the days on the market were longer. Yep. Um, there were not that many multiple offers. There were not the, near the amount of cash offers that they see today. Right, exactly. There actually was uh, depreciation, not depreciation in the sense that home values were uh, dropping, but there was too much inventory for sale. Mm -hmm. And where we sold real estate, it was a good year if the home inflated or appreciated by 3%. And as soon as you got up above like maybe 500 grand, the houses didn't increase in value. We sold in Central Ohio. So you could buy a house for 500 grand, keep it for seven years, and you'd be lucky if you sold it and covered your selling costs, your commissions and whatnot. Yeah, and if you sold in the first two or three years, you were going to lose part of your down payment. You were bringing a check to closing in some cases. We had That's where Julie and I originally learned how to you do short You think that's sales. a fun settlement statement? Yeah, So, no. but guess what we did? <laughs> Hundreds of homes, thousands of homes over our careers. And a lot of other agents did the same thing because the other agents that had been used to the gravy train they didn't know what to do and they no. didn't adjust quick enough. This is true for all industries, not just real estate. You will be amazingly successful beyond your wildest dreams because ultimately you seize the opportunity that markets like this create. It's harder to be successful, in our opinion, in real estate when everyone else is being successful. It's easier when, uh, frankly, your competitors don't know which way is up. That is one of, this is one of those times. Mm -hmm. Maybe it lasts another year, two years, five years. Seize the market, that the, seize the opportunity the market has to present to you. And your future self will definitely sing your praises. In the meantime, guys, thank you for singing our praises and giving us so many five-star reviews on iTunes and Spotify and, all, and certainly over on YouTube. Uh, please do give us a five-star review, assuming you think we merit it, and a pithy comment. We always appreciate that. And thank you for allowing us the pleasure and the honor of being your real estate trainers. If you're ready for us to be your real estate coaches, it's time for you to join Premier Coaching. The link is in the show description below. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>